0: We are on Yevamos Yod Ambe'ez 10B1 in the Art Scroll Gemara. Just a quick review of the introduction that we gave in the last recording. We're discussing what exactly is the status between the brothers-in-law and the sisters-in-law that are involved after chalitza is done, after this process of a, some form of a, of a divorce is done. Again, only one of the brothers-in-law and one of the co-wives has to actually be involved in the uh, chalitza process, and once chalitza is done to one of them, so then uh, that that makes it permissible for everyone to for the co-wives. It's like they're uh, not married, and they could go ahead and um, marry anybody that they want. They're not they're not in this relationship with the other brothers in law. And the question is, what exactly is their status now that chalitza is done? So what is the status between between the brothers-in-law and the co-wives, the sisters-in-law. So everyone agrees that when it comes to the brother-in-law who does chalitza to the sister-in-law, that they are no longer defined as a brother-in-law, sister-in-law type of relationship. They have, they've already that, that relationship doesn't exist anymore. And because chalitza was done, uh, there is still a separate negative prohibition. There's a negative. There's a law. A negative prohibition to get married again if you've already done chalitza. The verse says that once you didn't create a house, the two of you didn't create a house, you didn't get married, so then you're not allowed to. Uh, you're not allowed to do it again. So it's a it's an ordinary law. It's a regular law, but it's not because it's a brother-in-law, sister-in-law relationship. It's a different type of uh, negative commandment. The question is, what about all the other brothers-in-law with regards to the co-wives, including the co-wife uh, that did chalitza, that did this process of the of the divorce, that did chalitza. What are the other brothers' relationship with her and the other co-wives, and also what are the, what's the relationship between all the co-wives to all to the, the remaining co-wives who were not involved in the chalitza to all the other brothers-in-law, including the brother-in-law that did chalitza, because all the other co-wives were not involved in that process, and that is a big dispute. That's a machlokes between Reish Lakish and Rav Yochanan. Reish Lakish is of the opinion that all the other types of relationships they re, they they continue to have that brother-in-law sister-in-law relationship. So if, and that relationship is a very severe, it's a severe negative commandment of kares, and it's also it's also not even viewed legally as a marriage. If you attempt to do it, we don't we don't view it legally as a marriage. Uh, but Rabbi Yochanan argues, and Rabbi Yochanan says that no, everybody, everybody. It's just there's no longer a brother-in-law, or sister-in-law relationship to anybody between any of the brothers-in-law to any of the co-wives, to any of the sisters-in-law. But there, according to Rabbi Yochanan, there definitely remains. In ordinary, a regular negative commandment—the same negative commandment of of the fact that since you you didn't create a house to begin with, you didn't create a family to begin with—so then you do not you're not allowed to create, you're not allowed to get married again. Uh, but the big difference is is that for the other brothers or other co-wives that were not involved in the process, uh, so then according to reish Lakish, you can't even. Uh, have the opportunity it's not even viewed as a legal marriage we, we can't get it's a karis uh, but according to Rabbi Yolchanan if you were to attempt to get married so then it would work it's a prohibition but it would it would be a, a valid marriage which would require a divorce document it's it's an, it's, uh, it's not legal but it would be in the sense that it's a, it's a prohibition but it would be it would be viewed as they would be viewed as married and therefore it would require a divorce document that was uh, the introduction that we gave yesterday. Why is this coming up now in the Gemara? The reason why this is coming up now in the Gemara is because what we've been discussing is that Levy has said that we have a 16th case in the Mishnah. We have 15 cases in the Mishnah. Levy says we have a 16th case. And he came up with a 16th case, which is not our discussion for today. That's what we discussed in the last couple of recordings. The Gemara now is going to say, well, we could come up really with a 17th case. Levy really has 16 cases. We just In the last recording, we said Levy has his 16 cases. His sixteenth case even involved uh, the deceased brother violating the Torah. It's view, with a negative an ordinary negative commandment which makes it legal, a legal marriage, but he violated the Torah. And the Gemara is not going to say, well, once we're including cases of the deceased brother before he passes and passed away, he had a marriage which was a violation of the Torah, but it was a legal marriage because it wasn't Khare, so it was an, a regular law, a regular negative prohibition. So it's viewed as a legal marriage Uh, so if that's the case then we can really come up with a 17th we could add on to the list what would be the case of the 17th so this is Rish Lakish talking Rish Lakish asks the question we're going to see it inside in a minute but Rish Lakish asks that we can have the following case let's say you have multiple brothers and uh, and a co-wife we could even limit it to one co-wife and not even a co-wife just a wife of the deceased brother, and so we have multiple brothers, and any of them can do Yibam or Chalitza. One of them decides to do Chalitza to the sister-in-law. Okay, so he does Chalitza to the sister-in-law, and everyone agrees that for him to go ahead and remarry her would be a regular negative prohibition, and not because of the brother-in-law-sister-in-law relationship, that doesn't exist anymore, but everyone agrees that that's just a regular separate Uh, separate negative commandment so what does he do we could come up with a case where he then goes ahead and he marries her after he did chalitza and so that's viewed as a legal marriage according to everybody that's viewed as a legal marriage because it's an ordinary negative commandment and then after he marries her after doing chalitza which is a, a prohibition he then passes away without any children right so first he did chalitza first one brother passed away without any children and then chalitza was done to the wife and then he marries, uh, against the Torah, he marries that, uh, that sister-in-law. And then he passes away. So you have now two brothers. He passes away without any children. And you have other brothers that are still alive. And so we should say that they, sh- they should not be able to do Hebam. Especially according to Rish Lakish. Why? Because for Rish Lakish, for all the other brothers, according to Rish Lakish, all the other brothers... What's their relationship with this person after chalitza was done? Their relationship is that it is a brother-in-law, sister-in-law relationship. It's a isser of Kares. It's a violation of Kares, which is very severe. If it's very severe to the extent that it's deserving of Kares, that is exactly the same case as even though it's Kares because it's it's the sister-in-law, but it's the sister-in-law from the first brother who passed away. And because it's so severe of karis, it should be included in the list of the Mishnah, because all the cases of the Mishnah, those were cases of a very severe prohibition because of a, of a, of a, of a close relative. For example, we had the case of a daughter. Just the regular case of the Mishnah is where your sister-in-law is also your daughter. Your brother married, hit your daughter. You're his, uh, his niece. And so the reason why we say that there's no Yibam in that scenario, the whole point of the Mishnah is that there's no Yibam to, to her or to the co-wife. Uh, the reason is because there's such a a, a strong prohibition of kares, so therefore uh, no yibam or chalitza is done. There's no there's no connection at all uh, because it's such a close relative with a severe punishment. So, so too over here, we should say Reish Lakish says, and again this is only according to Reish Lakish because Reish Lakish says that after chalitza is done to this person, uh, to the to the to the wife. The remaining brothers, the relationship that the remaining brothers have to her is a relationship of a brother-in-law and sister-in-law relationship. So they do have a brother-in-law and sister-in-law relationship after Halitza is done. Then the brother who did a who has a different type of relationship than the other brothers, the brother who did a it doesn't have that brother-in-law, sister-in-law relationship. It's just viewed as a a, a different love, a different negative prohibition. He goes ahead and he marries her, which is fine, which is legal. It's not fine, but it's... It's legally viewed as a marriage. He then passes away without any children. So she should be prohibited to all the other brothers because she still is viewed as a sister-in-law from the first marriage. From that very first marriage, it's viewed as a sister-in-law. And therefore it should be kares and no even rakhliza should be done just like it would have been a sister-in-law who's also the daughter because this is the sister-in-law from the, from the second brother who married her and from the first brother. So it's not an ordinary sister-in-law. This is a sister-in-law also from the first brother, uh, and that has that retains its prohibition of karis, and to, at least according to Rish Lakish. So if that's the case, so then it should be included in the Mishnah because it's all the cases where there's such a severe uh, prohibition within this relationship where it's karis. Just like the daughter, your sister-in-law is your daughter. That's included in the Mishnah. So to over here, your sister-in-law. ...from the second brother who married her... ...after doing the Chalitza... ...is also your sister-in-law from the first marriage... ...because that, according to Rish Lakish... ...that type of relationship continues to exist. And... ...since that relationship continues to exist... ...there's still an Isser of Karis. So Rish Lakish asks that this should be included. Now keep in mind, before we get to the Gemara... ...that this is only according to Rish Lakish. Because according to Rav Yolchanan, ...the one who argues, as we explained in the introduction... ...Rav Yolchanan's of the opinion that all the other brothers... They no longer have that type of a relationship of a brother-in-law, sister-in-law type of a relationship. For all the brothers, uh, with regards to the wife that did a chalitza, all the brothers, they no longer have that brother-in-law, sister-in-law relationship, they just have a ordinary lav, an a regular negative commandment. If it's a regular negative commandment, that's not part of the list of our Mishnah. For that, we're going to get to that later on in the Gemara, but that is... The laws with regards to that are, are different. The laws with regards to that are, is that you shouldn't do Yibam because it's still a negative commandment, but at least you should do you should still do chalitza. So the question doesn't really even begin according to Rabbi Yochanan, which the Gemara is going about to say in a few minutes. But the Gemara is asking Rish Lakish is asking the question, so it is a question for Rish Lakish because Rish Lakish is of the opinion that all the other brothers does have this brother-in-law, sister-in-law relationship if they were not doing if they were not the brothers that did chalitza, the brother that did chalitza no longer has that brother-in-law, sister-in-law type of relationship. But all the other brothers, according to Reish Lakish, again, this is a dispute, but according to Reish Lakish, he would have this type of relationship. So that's how we even get into this discussion, that this should be the 17th case. So let's see the Gemara inside. And Reish Lakish is talking to Reish He's talking to the person that disagrees with him with regards to how, to how to view this. And he says, Now that we just said that according to Levi, he has a 16th case. And in that 16th case, he includes a case where the deceased brother violated the Torah, but it was viewed as a legal marriage. So once that's the case, so then I can also come up with another case where the deceased brother violated the Torah, but it's a legal marriage. And then vis-a-vis the other brothers, there's still a prohibition of karis, of a very severe prohibition with regards to the other brothers. Not the brother that, that ends up marrying her, but the, the other brothers... Have a case. What's the case? Let's say you have a case where first one brother passes away without any children, and then you have a few brothers who are alive. One of those brothers uh, does chalitza with the sister-in-law, and therefore, according to Rish Lakish, they no longer have that brother-in-law, sister-in-law type of relationship. The other brothers do, but not the one that did chalitza. And then he goes ahead and afterwards, and he violates the Torah with, a, with the negative commandment. It was a negative, an ordinary negative commandment, but it's a legal marriage. Because of that, it's a legal marriage. And he goes on any he marriage after that. And then Umay below Banan. And then he dies also without any... He passes away without any children. So then this should be the 17th case. So then we should say that once he passes away, so then this, uh, this his wife is both the sister-in-law from the first marriage and from the second marriage with regards to all the other remaining brothers, and so therefore that should be a prohibition, just like a severe prohibition, just like if their sister in law is your daughter. And so therefore that should be included in the Mishnah to exempt both uh, the sister in law and any other co wives that he he potentially had. So Rabbiulcan responds back, why is it not in the Mishnah? So Rabbiulcan responds back, according to Rabbiulcan himself, like where's about to get into, the whole question is not even a question, according to Rabbiulcan, because Rabbiulcan is of the opinion that. It's not a violation of karis with regards to the other brothers because it's no longer viewed as a brother-in-law sister-in-law relationship. So it's not even a question, according to Rabbi Yochanan, But at least he's right now he's responding to Reish Lakish, who holds that it would be a problem. So he's going according to Reish Lakish, and he says It's a technical answer. Why isn't this? Why isn't this the seventeenth case? It's a technical answer. That the reason why this isn't the seventeenth case is because the Mishnah also included. Uh, not just the fact that you have a case where it exempts uh, the relative, who is your sister-in-law and is a relative in some other way, and the co-wife of the relative, but also the case that we had of the co-wife's co-wife. Uh, the co-wife's co-wife is where the co-wife then goes ahead and does and does yibum with one of the other brothers. And in all the cases in the Mishnah, let's say, uh, for example, my brother... Uh, a brother married a niece, married one of the other brother's daughters. So that only says that there's no yibum done to that brother. But you have another brother, If so there's another brother, so then they could do yibum to the co-wife. Uh, because it's only about the daughter. So you could have a case where the co-wife ends up doing yibum to a different brother, and then that brother passes away, and there's a whole discussion with regards to that, uh, which we're not getting into right now. But the point is that you never have a case here of a co-wife's co-wife in this scenario. In this scenario, according to Rish Lakish, none of the brothers... Could do Yibam to this sister-in-law. Because all of the brothers are related to this sister-in-law as being the sister-in-law of the first marriage. Again, this sister-in-law is a sister-in-law both from the first marriage and from the second marriage. And that's why there's this prohibition here. So all the brothers have this relationship with this sister-in-law as being a sister-in-law both from the first marriage and from the second marriage, which is, an illegal, which is a violation of the Torah the second marriage, but it's viewed as, as a legal marriage. They're legally married. Uh, and as such, uh, none of the brothers could then go ahead and marry her to then have a case of a, the co wifes co-wife, that, that complicated case of the co wifes co co-wife. So that's why it's not in the Mishnah for a technical reason, just because it doesn't ha- it doesn't have the same scenario to include all the different cases that the Mishnah was discussing. But the Gemara then wonders why is Rav Yochanan even coming on to this, as we pointed out earlier. <laughs> Why are we even coming on to this? According to Rabbi Yochanan, who argues on Rish Lakish, Rabbi Yochanan of the opinion that it's not a prohibition of kares to all the other brothers. That all the other brothers, the relationship is no longer brother-in-law, sister-in-law type of relationship. It's a, it's a, they're no longer related. It's just a separate negative prohibition that once Khalidzah was done, none of the brothers could then marry her. But not because it's the sister-in-law, but for other reasons. So if that's the case, if it's an ordinary negative commandment, it does not fit in our Mishnah because the law with regards to that is that you should do chalitza. In our Mishnah, we're discussing very severe connections, as severe prohibitions with a very strong uh, connection. If it's your daughter, if it's uh, your mother-in-law, different cases like that. Over here, this is not even a relative. It's, we don't view this as a relative. We just view it as a, an ordinary negative prohibition. And so if it's an ordinary negative prohibition, it shouldn't fit in our Mishnah, and you should still be doing chalitza, according to Rav Yohanan. Again, all according to Rav Yohanan, who's the one who's responding here. So the Gemara answers. It's true, according to Rav Yochanan. according to his opinion, he's saying true. The whole question is not even a question because, according to me, says Rav Yochanan, all the other brothers, again, in this relationship where one brother did chalitza to the wife of the first marriage. So all the other brothers, according to Rabbi Yochanan, they're not viewed as a brother-in-law, sister-in-law relationship. So if the brother who did a chalitza then marries her against the Torah, and then he passes away also without children, so then there would still be a requirement for chalitza because the brothers are not viewed as having this close relationship of a relative relationship with this uh, sister-in-law from the first marriage. However, he said that the reason why he responded that there's a technical reason why it's not in the Mishnah, it's just because it doesn't fit within all the cases of the Mishnah. That's just he's saying he's answering it even according to Rish Lakish. Even according to Rish Lakish who is of the opinion that really they are viewed as related both from the first marriage. It's still the system law from the first marriage and certainly it's the system law from the second marriage and therefore it should be exempt from chalitza and Yibam. The answer is that true according to Rish Lakish it is. It's just for technical reasons. It is not in the Mishnah. We'll read a few more lines of the Gemara because the Gemara now says once we came onto to this so then let us just discuss the, the, what is the dispute between Reish and Rabbi Yochanan. So the Gemara is going to explain it for a few lines, which we'll read quickly. And then in the next recording, the Gemara will explain what is the reason, what is this dispute about, what are they arguing about. So Inmar it was stated, Reish Lakish, again, Reish Lakish is the opinion, we're just spelling out the, the dispute again. Uh, we had this already in the introduction, Rish Lakish is of the opinion that, and everyone agrees that with regards to the one that, the brother that does Khalitsa to the co-wife, those two, they don't no longer have a brother-in-law, sister-in-law type of relationship. It's an ordinary, it's a different type of negative prohibition that once you do chalitza, you can't get married again. However, according to Rish Lakish, all the other brothers, with regards to any of the co-wives, including the co-wife that did, the sister-in-law that did do Khalitsa, they retain that brother-in-law, sister-in-law relationship. And also, all the other co-wives they retain a brother in law, sister in law relationship uh, with all the brothers, including the brother that did Chalitza. That's the opinion of Rish Lakish. Rabbi Yochan no. Rabbi is of the opinion that, no, once Chalitza is done, from one brother to brother in law to the other sister in law, then all the brothers and all the sisters in law, all the co wives, they no longer have that brother in law, sister in law relationship. For all them, it is no longer related, but it's a separate negative commandment, which is not deserving of karis. It's a ordinary uh, negative commandment, um, and but not because they're related. It's a separate negative commandment. So the Gemara in the next recording is going to explain what exactly are they arguing about, and that's going to take us till the end of the Amud, the end of the page.